What's up, Coffee Casters? This is John Becker, and we're Becker with Coffee Cast, season number two. Fala, galera de casa, pessoal que acompanha o Coffee Cast. Estamos de volta com tudo para essa segunda temporada do Coffee Cast, com muitas, muitas, muitas novidades. Não apenas no conteúdo que eu vou trazer para vocês, mas também com um novo formato e agora tem mais gente no bonde. Agora não é mais John Becker solo. There's two new polyglots, dois caras novos, dois rostinhos que vocês talvez já conhecem. Talvez não, talvez sim, talvez. É, e eles vão se apresentar agora para vocês, falar o nome deles, de onde que eles vêm, né? de, de qual galáxia eles vieram e por que, que eles vieram parar aqui. E aí, pessoal, quem está me ouvindo aqui é o Vinícius HPR. E eu sou o novo morador aqui de Curitiba, mas eu venho do sul do Espírito Santo ou do norte do Rio de Janeiro, né? Que, de repente, você fala que você veio do Rio de Janeiro, todo mundo já associa que você veio, nasceu no Cristo Redentor, mas foi de uma cidade bem do interior, bem afastada. E tem isso aí, tenho 26 anos, falo oito línguas, ensino quatro línguas, como japonês, francês e italiano. E qual é a outra que eu ensino? Japonês, francês, italiano? Inglês. Inglês, né? inglês, inglês, obviamente. <risos> e é isso aí, tô há anos aí nessa estrada de poliglotismo, desde os 12 anos de idade. Eu sei o que eu tô fazendo? Talvez, talvez sim, mistérios. Vamos descobrir ao longo do podcast. É, e o terceiro elemento, meus amigos, adivinha? Fala, meus amigos, ele é o Bonoto. Talvez você me conheça aí, não sei se a voz especificamente, mas o rosto do TikTok, alguma coisa nesse sentido. E é isso aí, pessoal. Vamos lá, vamos agregar valor nesse podcast. Vamos... Eu falo cinco idiomas, estou aprendendo o sexto. Também ah, já ajudei muita gente no aprendizado de idiomas e estou aqui para trazer mais valor. Eu acho que esse trio aqui tem tudo a dar certo. Vamos trazer algo divertido, algo ah, que não, nunca escutei ah, em, nenhuma outra, em nenhuma outra fonte de informação e vamos, vamos fazer um negócio bacana aí para todo mundo. É, galera. E essa segunda temporada do Coffee Cast, então, ela vai ser muito, muito interessante para todo mundo que tem interesse pelo universo dos idiomas estrangeiros, não necessariamente poliglotas, né? E extra special for you guys who are learning English right now, because... The main language we're going to be speaking here from now on is going to be English. And here, now and then, we're going to be uh, talking about some specific or some interesting slangs and expressions that you guys uh, ought to be using in your future everyday lives, speaking English and traveling abroad. All right. So let's do this. Let's begin season two of CoffeeCast, sharing our polyglot journeys. Today we're gonna be telling you guys each 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 and every one of us we're gonna be sharing our stories and you guys are gonna learn in first hand how the hell did we get from nothing to, literally from Portuguese to polyglot? What's the road to polyglot? Let's tell you this today. Let's do this right now. Let's do it. All right, so let's begin with Leonardo Bonotto. Or, like the ladies call him, Leonardo Bonito. Well, tell us, what's your road to polyglot? How did it all start for you? And like, what was your first language? How did you learn it? Tell everybody at home, how was it? Okay, perfect. Let's start by the beginning. Uh, so, I started learning language uh, with English, of course. Uh, I started with English in school, but I didn't really like English, you know. 
It was something I knew it was important for, for my CV and for my professional path, but I didn't really like the language. Uh, I had my advanced certificate and uh, it was okay for me, for my CV and so on, but I was not confident to speak English and to have conversations with people, you know? I... I knew it was, it was important, but I didn't really love the language. But then when I got in the university, I started learning French because I knew about a scholarship program uh, paid by the Brazilian government. And I had all the grades that I needed to, to have this scholarship to, to be paid to go abroad and to study engineering. And then I started learning French, you know. Uh, But I had one year to learn French to reach a B2 level. Actually, it was a B1 level. I had one year, but uh, uh, the, the courses and so on, they, they told me that I would need two years to reach a B1 level. So um, I thought, um, let's try to do it. Uh, let's try to do it by myself, you know. And I started learning French by myself. And that's when my path with languages started. Um, I got the, the scholarship. Uh, I, I had the, 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 the scholarship program and uh, I went to France. I was paid by the Brazilian government to study abroad. And then I just have, I just have a really important question here. Um, when you, you said, like, I've started learning French by myself, what, what do you mean exactly by that? Like, people at home, they must be wondering, like, oh, yeah, by himself. Uh, what? Yeah, where? how did he do that? Okay, I'm going to explain a little bit better. Uh, actually, I couldn't really have a teacher to, to guide me and to show me the path. But I started to study on internet. You know, I started to learn online and I started with Duolingo, by the way. And uh, uh, I had a, a, a book, an online book, and I started to learn with this book. But then once I noticed I could understand videos on YouTube and I could, even if slow videos and things like very basic, but I could understand the videos. I dived in, I dived on YouTube, you know, and then I started to follow this path of learning with videos. Um, and then that's what I mean with learning by myself, you know, um, I, I kind of noticed how to, to, to follow the path by myself, but always, uh, trying to find new people and always trying to relate with new people to use the language and to find people online and so on, you know. Your scholarship in France, like uh, when you got there, you already spoke English and you were like, uh, you had a uh, already a, an intermediate level in English, in French, sorry. But but you told us that you you also speak uh, Italian, right? Because you have five languages, so so I figure you might speak Italian, maybe Spanish, and maybe you, I, I think you're learning German, right? Yeah. So why why not stop uh, with the French language? Why why did you go further? How how did it happen? Okay, perfect. So when uh, when I arrived in France, I noticed that my English was not good. 
and I had that certificate, but I couldn't use my English, you know. I couldn't really relate with people and I could I couldn't really uh be confident with my my English. But with my French, I I was really confident with my French, you know. And then I I thought like let's try to do the same with English. And then I started to improve my English. I I met many people, many foreigners and I I got interested by learning new languages like Spanish because I met a lot of Mexican people, Italian because I met a lot of Italian people and you know it is very curious when you 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 start to learn the language and you start to communicate with people and then I said man uh I'm going to try to learn a lot of languages and and I also met another polyglot a Brazilian guy who spoke already five languages and I got really interested and I knew it was my path so I started to help people to learn the same way I did and uh, it worked well like people uh used to like my method and it was really fun and then I got even more curious even more interested with the language and I didn't stop so far What what do you think about that Vinny? About the way that it happened to Leo? Yeah, so the same thing that happened to Leo happened to me. So when I not exactly the same because I was 14 when I started, you know, when I started studying Japanese, I actually I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> And I can say I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Japanese guy. Oh, why? So, well, I mean, and then I was 14 when I started doing that, studying it by myself. And so I created my own method, but I didn't know what what I was doing. As Lao told us, he knew what he was doing and he wrote everything. And I saw that. He showed me all the documents, all, everything he wrote there. But I was so young and he, he's so lucky because he could, had, he could have this idea. And now we can use this document. <laughs> so this day, so that's what I thought. So he's a, a lucky guy. And, and by the way, uh, talking about Japanese, tell us uh, about your, like you, you said you started when you were 14, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when you were a teenager. And if I'm not mistaken, Japanese was your first language, not English, right? Yeah, exactly. So Japanese was, was my first language because one day I was you know, Googling and I always like Naruto, you know that? Naruto, that's anime, you know, ninja and things like that. So uh, I was Googling about Naruto's Naruto character and so on. And then I found a website where it was possible to learn Japanese for free. And I, I asked myself, why not? <laughs> so I started learning Japanese. And the first <laughs> thing I learned was... Uh, the, uh, What time, what time is it? Was the first thing I learned Japanese. What time is it? Because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, you know that. So, I mean, uh, and then I 
started learning Japanese and it was so fantastic. You know, all these alphabet, the kanji and hiragana and katakana and write people's name. Nowadays, I think it's boring <laughs> when someone asks me to write their names in Japanese. But when I was 14, it was fantastic. I was just like you know, an, an, an alien at school. Everyone called me Japanese. Oh, you're the Japanese guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, please write down my name <laughs> and things <laughs> like that. Guy. Yeah, I was the Japanese guy. I was. So... And that's why I learned Japanese. And but everyone told me I was told to learn English first because English it's English, English it's the business language, English is the world, blah 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 blah. Everything we know. So I, I never, I never like it. Just like, uh, uh, just like LL. But I started learning English at school because there was a school, no, a language school nearby. So I started learning English there for a year. And then, but I never like it. But some, a couple of years later, I started working as an English teacher and I lived in Ireland. So I can say I found the love for that language in Ireland. I can say that. Literally? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can say that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I have a, an intriguing question for both of you guys, mm. uh, because you've mentioned that uh, the beginning of your journey with languages, at first, you didn't like uh, the idea of speaking English. You didn't like the language at all. Mm -hmm. And somehow, in the middle of the way, something happened and something maybe yeah. changed or I don't know. Um, and would you, would you guys say that like right now you have a different relation with English or that you still only speak it because you're obliged to? Uh, has something changed or not? What, what can you tell to the people, uh, to our listeners about this, to the coffee casters? Oh, me. So Vinny is speaking here. So I love English nowadays because I thought not because English is English, not the language itself, but everything that was made in English, you know, just like huge books and TV shows and also the songs. So, and also my friends, actually. So that's why nowadays I like English. I like English and I like the English culture. When I say English culture, I mean not the in England, you know, the Britain culture. I mean the, the whole wide, the whole wide English speakers culture, you know, across the world. So. That's my yeah, opinion. It's like the it's like this this huge umbrella like um, uh, above the the uh, English language culture and everything that's uh, derived from it. I, I think I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. And in my case, like uh, when I went abroad, like I had the opportunity of visiting fourteen countries, and when when I noticed that I could get by. Uh, in any country with English and I could connect with people and I could use my English even with, even with like accent, everyone, everyone says like, Oh, oh my God, I have accent. I, I cannot use my English. But then I saw the, the, the real world, you know, of using the language and connecting with people, going to parties. And then I realized like, this is my world, you know, 
And uh, this is uh, something that show us uh, how important is the language. And then I, I fell in love with language uh, with English. Let's say. And I, I think there's um, something something interesting to mention here for for the coffee casters. Some there's an expression that we've mentioned like so far, like maybe five or six times already in this episode, yeah. which is the expression abroad. Like being abroad, uh-huh. going abroad, traveling abroad, and so on. And for many of the people who are learning English right now, like Brazilians or not, but people who are learning English, uh, in Brazil specifically, there's this manner of speaking, which is uh, ir para fora or <laughs> to be no exterior. And in English, you don't say that you're going outside <laughs> or that you're in the exterior. <laughs> so the expression for that is abroad. So I have, I have a, a really funny story about that word abroad. So I remember when I was learning for the first time, you know, with a group and everyone always said, oh, abroad. So I want to go abroad. I want to travel abroad. But somehow I thought that the word's meaning was Broadway. You know that? The New York theater, the Broadway, you know, Lion King and the Spider-Man King and all the theater thing like that. And I always, always wondering why everyone, why everyone wants to go to Broadway to watch some play, some theater play. I didn't know everyone like that. So. But for me, it was Broadway, not abroad. So I realized I was wrong. So so later. <laughs> I want to go there as well. Yeah, Broadway. Oh, cool. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? Why not? Yeah. And Vini, I, I, I have like one more question about your journey with languages because yeah, you mentioned like your, your history with Japanese and then going through the English teacher um, career and then living in Ireland. But as you've mentioned before, you, you can speak right now eight languages. Yeah. And I know that, uh, for instance, two of these languages are like German and Esperanto. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you figure that? Like, when did you wake up in the morning? It's like, hey, Esperanto. That's really interesting story as well. So, well, I mean, one day I always... I'm always writing something, so I'm a writer as well. That's the that's what I am actually. So since I was a little kid, I was I have been writing something. So uh, one day I was writing a new story, and that story just like you know uh, something in the space and a new planets and things like that. And I wanted to create a new language for that. For that story, but we don't learn how to create language at school, don't we? <laughs> so that's why I remember Esperanto exists, but I, I can't remember when was the first time I heard about all of it. So, but I remember Esperanto was a made-up language, and then I Google it to study in, in order to study Esperanto's grammar to figure out how can I create my own language for the book. Because I always thought no one 
could speak Esperanto, things like that. So I started learning Esperanto and then I discovered there is a huge world in Esperanto and there are so many people who speak that around the world and things like that. And in six months, in three months, I could, I was able to, to talk to people. And in six, I was fluently, fluently, fluent. I could read everything and listen to the radio because yes, there is radio in Esperanto and also theater in Esperanto, movies and books and so on. And so that's why. And because of Esperanto, I traveled, I went to Europe twice and i went abroad twice and not broadly but i went abroad okay <laughs> twice and i met people from most all the countries and the continents and things like that yeah that's it so perfect um so we already talked a lot about us but i know the the very first owner of this podcast is john But I know as well that <laughs> yeah, the whole <laughs> there there are a lot of a lot of people coming from our profile here as well, and uh, it's our turn, man. Talk a lot, a little bit about you. It's our turn, man. All right, all right, <laughs> let's do this. So for me, it, it all started uh, pretty early. I think, uh, I don't remember exactly like when, but I, it was something uh, around the time that I was seven, maybe eight years old. When I moved from the city that, were, that I was born, Miracema, the, the little, <laughs> the, the city from the song. There, there's this famous song in Brazil there. Long story. So <laughs> Could you sing a little bit, Miracema please? And, <laughs> yeah, long story short, please. What's the yeah, series the, name? The, What's the song's name? Do you sing? All right, all right. The name of the song is uh, it's by the band Blitz. There's a song called A Dois Passos do Paraíso. Oh. There's this little part of the song where they, they, they like the chorus is Estou a dois passos do paraíso. And there's this little part. <laughs> there's this little part where they mention uh, there's this trucker guy, which is called Arlindo Orlando. And he comes from the Pequena Pacata Cidade in the Miracema do Norte, which is my city. That's a, that's that's an that's that's, a, that's one person city. Okay, best part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of the podcast. <laughs> We're culture after all, right? <laughs> all right, and, and and Paraíso, by the way, it's a neighbor city from Palmas, so it's it's mm. an actual city. It's not like heaven. <laughs> nice. All right, so. I remember back when I was um, maybe seven, maybe eight years old, we moved to, to the capital city of the state, capital city of Tocantins. And at the first week of classes at school, all the kids at my class, they, were, they, they already knew the verb to be. They were already studying like the simple present and like uh, sentence making and all, you know, they were doing it all. And the only thing that I've learned, that, that I'd learned in my city when I was uh, younger was the numbers from zero to 10. And that was it. So when I got to the capital city and I remember that I've studied this huge, huge, really, really, really huge school in my city. At the time, it was maybe the biggest school of the city. There was like uh, almost 2000 students. And my previous school was like uh, maybe 200 students. 
So I was at this new school and I felt like I was the, you know, like the, the, the mice from, from, uh, how do I say, um, there's the, the, the city mouse and the, <laughs> the one from, uh, city mouse. what's the, the, there's that tail. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, in Brazil, they say Camondongo do Campo, Camondongo do Cidade. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I got maybe it. I was, maybe I was the, the, the countryside. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was the countryside mass when I, I, I was when thinking I moved to Palmas. <laughs> I felt like that. I thought you were <laughs> you you were talking about Disneyland, you know, the mouse city. Okay, mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Disneyland? Is he talking about Disneyland? Yeah. Is that Disneyland in Palmas? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Alright. Yeah, I felt like that. I felt like a hillbilly, like this uh countryside dude, la, the countryside kid. Who moved to the capital city and I was like, I felt like I was the laggard. I was behind uh, everyone. Um, and my life was like that for some years from uh, 2003 until 2007, it was like that. But then when I, when I was um, 11 or, or 12 years old, my, my brother, my older brother and I, uh, we got a PS2 for Christmas. And that's when it all started. I oh, remember I see. Uh, our PS2 came, it, it came with the game. It, it was uh, GTA San Andreas. And oh, basically geez. in 2007, I used to spend literally all the afternoons and every, every afternoon and every evening playing GTA San Andreas, listening to uh, music on my, my brother's um, MP3 player. Mm -hmm. And at the same year, he started listening to international rock music like uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Scorpions, Whitesnake, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, all of these bands that uh, they were completely new to me. I didn't have the, the habit of listening to music uh, until this point. So th that was basically it. In 2007, I started existing in English, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize it. <laughs> it was yeah. like um, six, eight, maybe 10 or 12 hours on weekends interacting with the English language, playing games, listening to songs and playing online games as well. Um, th this was uh, a huge game changer for me. And that's why we can say games are the best teachers we've ever got. <laughs> Okay. Exactly, exactly. So um, that was that was it for me with English. Uh, I I like to <laughs> I like to make this this little joke that I've learned English without realizing that I did, because uh, at the same year this this happened this big this huge change happened in my life uh, in, in this um, this uh, time window of uh, less than a year. In the same year that, that I started having all these new habits, it was the same in the same in the same year of uh, 2007. Everybody wanted to sit next to me during the English tests mm. at <laughs> school, and suddenly I, I was the, the guy who got uh, you know uh, bad grades in English, and then I, I you know I got all tens, always passed with flying colors. In oh, English. you wasted the exam. Exactly. Um, th that was it for me for, um, I think for several years, maybe, maybe almost 10 years for almost 10 years, 
that was it for me. Uh, I existed in English and I, my first job wasn't an English teacher as well. Um, I, I had an English school for a time, for two years I had an English school. Yeah. Okay, but at this point, like, uh, so you hadn't really spoken to people because we say nowadays, like, let's learn, let's learn with games and playing online and so on. But with PlayStation 2, I don't think it's the case, right? Yeah, good question. Good question. Uh, the thing that I, that I did when I was younger, because it's true, I only started speaking, actually speaking English to other people when I was 14. But okay. what did I do from 11 until 14 that somehow got me more comfortable to speak in English to other people? What I did was that I literally, I sang all the songs that I've liked. Mm -hmm. When I was like taking a shower, I sang together. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had this little, it wasn't a cell phone, it was this. Uh, uh, so all the time I was singing and I was printing lyrics so I could sing together and sing along and, and, and see what it means. So I was always singing. And when I watched uh, movies or, or TV shows or When I was uh, playing the video game, I repeated the, the, the stuff that the character said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I remember there was this game that I played when I was really little. Uh, the name of the game was uh, Hype, the Time Quest. And I remember the, 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 um, the stuff that the character said until this day. Even though uh, I played this game when I was uh, even younger. I, I played this game when I was... I played this game when I was um, perhaps seven or eight or nine, but I played it so much that I remember what the character said and I, I repeated it, even though it, I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, exactly. So, so talking about singing songs, I've learned English. I can say that because I studied English for one year at school and then all the English that I know, I've learned it from songs And from movies and TV shows and things like that. Because I did exactly the same thing. I know a bunch of songs and I always, a big, I was, was a big fan of Queen, for example. And one day I, I wanted to, to sing all his songs and I learned that. And also when I was playing Batman, Arkham City, you know that? <laughs> For PlayStation 3. <laughs> It was in English too. I didn't speak English, but I used to repeat what everyone was saying. Just like, oh, the, 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 the Batman has failed. That was really forcible. Things like that. The enemies used to say that. <laughs> so that's the point. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that, that's what happened. And then when I really had to speak to other people, I, I simply could. I simply like, I tried and I could. And it was only when I was uh, 15 to 16 or 17 years old that I started studying, actually studying grammar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I was 14, 15, I didn't know any grammar and I could already speak and understand yeah. and write, uh, read lyrics. So that, that's, uh, that gives us something to, to think about, right? Uh, but to conclude my story, um, it was only 12 years later I've learned English that I, <laughs> I decided to do something different because I wanted to really uh, turn the page in my life. I realized that all my colleagues and many people that I, that I knew 
they spoke like other languages like uh, French and Italian. And I thought it was really, really cool. And I was like, man, I don't want to be the, the two language guy forever. I don't want to be the, the John, the, the, the guy who, who's got an English school forever. I want to be more than that. Oh, John, the two languages, you know him? Oh, do you hang out with him? Right, right. Yeah, and I, I simply didn't want to be that guy forever. Like, there's no problem with speaking English, but when there's so much more in front of you, and so many tools and uh, so much knowledge and information and so mm -hmm. many possibilities all the time, every day, mm -hmm. I just decided that I, I, it wasn't enough for me. So mm -hmm. I started this uh, self, personal self-challenge in 2019. And I decided that I was going to speak uh, French every day, every single day on my Instagram un until I was conversational. And I did that for four months in 2019. Then I, I had the opportunity of speaking to a uh, French slash Brazilian uh, band, the, this uh, group, you know, mm -hmm. they were playing a, a concert in my city and I could speak to them. <laughs> it was just magic for me that moment. It was bliss. It was, it was bliss when I realized that I was speaking French to somebody. And that was the moment in my life that I realized that I had found something really precious, something that had changed my life and could change other people's lives too. So I, I decided that I was going to somehow, you know, make the reverse engineering of this process and teach this to other people. Yeah. Perfect. So that's the same way that I've learned all the languages that I speak right now. It's the same way that I did with French. The only language that was uh, different, let, let's say, was English. But it's the same process. It's sharing doing it every day and teaching everything that you learn. Like if you, if you learn even the smallest things like expressions, uh, you know, uh, fanatics, everything, you share this with people and you do that every day. So that was it for me. Yeah, perfect. Okay. All right, Coffeecasters. This was the beginning of the second season of our show. I hope you guys have all enjoyed it. Uh, we, now everybody knows each other and you guys now know me you know Leo, you know Vini, and we'll be coming back with the second season in this new format, with this uh, new, you know, uh, conversational style, or I don't know how we're gonna call this, but it's gonna be much more like a, a programa do show about languages and podcast <laughs> format, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, Something new. And, and yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, be, we'll be coming back with episodes in the same format, Uh, some episodes are going to be in other languages too, all right? So we're going to have uh, German specials, we're going to have French specials, Italian specials, and Spanish specials, talking about, you know, specifics of the language, of uh, the culture, and so on. So, yeah, what do you guys tell me about it? Yeah, let's go for it. I think we are going to have a lot of fun, and uh, it's going to work. I'm sure it's going to work. Oh, I can't see. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for this moment. It'll be so funny. All right, guys. If you enjoyed this episode and you're going to be waiting for the next one, season two is back. Share this with your friends on Instagram, on social media. Invite your friends to listen to CoffeeCast. And I'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah, see you guys. À la prochaine. Yeah, foi un prazer immensurable. Salut, salut. 
only permitted in the specified smoking areas. Thank you. Thank you.